This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 27th of September. In your Squiz today, the Nationals clash over climate change, gearing up to reopen Australia, Switzerland backs same-sex marriage, and going the extra mile. This is your Squiz today. Starting with news out yesterday that Nationals MP Darren Chester is taking a break from the party and will not attend party room meetings. He says he's frustrated with the leadership and the views of some of his colleagues. Climate change for one, Claire, has been a sticking point when it comes to the party. Let's unpack exactly what's got tensions running high. It's a commitment towards net zero emissions by 2050, something I reckon we'll probably be talking about quite a bit in the next few weeks. And that's because there's a big climate change summit coming up in Glasgow uh, in November. National leaders will go to that meeting with new deeper commitments to cut uh, those greenhouse gas emissions and Australia is one of the very few countries, particularly in the developed world, that hasn't already uh, decided that that target of net zero emissions by 2050 is the way to go. As for where Chester stands on the matter, he's a moderate nationals MP. He backed same-sex marriage and supports strong action on climate change. All that aside, though, Claire, we've seen the Morrison government edging towards a more ambitious emissions reduction target. Yeah, Scott Morrison, of course, was in the United States last week. He told US President Joe Biden and other leaders there that he's working on an Australian plan uh, that appears to include that commitment to net zero emissions by 2050. We heard last week that Treasurer Josh Frydenberg is on board with that. And then late last week, Barnaby Joyce, the Deputy Prime Minister and leader of the Nationals, seemed to be softening his position uh, to edge towards some support for that. The Nationals, of course, are very concerned about this because their party representatives uh, do cover regional areas that are going to be quite significantly impacted by further carbon emissions. Uh, And that's why this blow up with Chester and others in the National Party has really come to the fore. For Labor leader Anthony Albanese's part, he says Australia remains a pariah whilst we don't adopt net zero by 2050. It's going to be a busy few weeks for the government, some big conversations to be had. No doubt we'll be hearing a lot more about this. Prime Minister Scott Morrison yesterday had some hopeful words for Aussies wanting to travel interstate at Christmas. With national vaccination rates on the climb, he said state and territory premiers have a responsibility to reopen once we reach that 80% vaccination target. Yeah, he said that that would be a gift at Christmas time if Australians are able to have their lives back. Uh, And he said that once you get to 80% vaccination, it's very clear, this is the quote, that you can start opening up. That, of course, is a really hot topic at the moment because there are some states who are quite reluctant, it seems, to commit to opening up once those vaccination rates hit those high numbers because of the number of cases that are still around, particularly in states like New South Wales and Victoria. Uh, When you look at New South Wales, it yesterday hit 60% fully vaccinated. That's quite a milestone. Premier Gladys Berejiklian in that state will outline a freedom roadmap at some point this week, she says, uh, including how and when unvaccinated people can emerge from lockdown. Uh, When you look at Victoria, uh, it's starting to ease some restrictions as its vaccination rates increase. 
it's still got some way to go, though, before it hits that 70 and 80% targets. Yeah, as those vaccination rates continue to climb, state borders still remain a thing, though, as you say. We pulled together a squish shortcut on why borders are the responsibility of state and territories, the differing points of view on opening up and what might be next. I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. To international news, Huawei's chief financial officer Meng Wenzhou has arrived back in China from Canada, where she had been held since 2018 on US fraud charges. The case has made things a little bit tense between China and Canada, Claire, because shortly after her arrest, two Canadians were detained in China in what many have said was a retaliation. It's a saga that's dragged on for almost three years now, but over the weekend, it came to an end pretty quickly. Yeah, it did. And that's because US prosecutors uh, did a deal with Ming to see her released. Uh, That saw a couple of blokes, a couple of Canadians known as the two Michaels. That's Michael Sepfor and also Michael Kovrig. Uh, They were two Canadians in China at the time and they were arrested for endangering national security, they were released very quickly and they've returned to Canada. Uh, So what the experts say is that despite all of China's claims that it wasn't uh, dipping into hostage diplomacy, it seems like they really were. Uh, Now that Meng's released, they're happy to release those men. It's a case that's had a lot of people talking. China's long denied the Canadians' arrest was connected with Meng's detention, but reports say their cases often coincided with stages of Meng's extradition hearing. Over to Switzerland now, where the same-sex marriage vote appears to have passed a national referendum. Projections, Claire, say more than 60% are in support of it. Yeah, and it will bring Switzerland into line with most of Western Europe to have those same-sex marriage laws. Uh, Switzerland is a very socially conservative nation and church groups and political parties have run very strong campaigns opposing same-sex marriage. But what pro-change campaigners have said is that they're very happy and relieved with that result. Uh, The exact result will be known a bit later today. Also still counting are election workers in Germany. Reports say first place is a close call between outgoing Chancellor Angela Merkel's Christian Democratic Union Party and the centre-left Social Democratic Party. Keep an eye out for that one. It was another big weekend in sport. Let's start with the AFL, Claire. The Melbourne Demons beat the Western Bulldogs by 74 points in the grand final on Saturday to win its first premiership in 57 years. And the game was actually a lot closer than that big margin of 74 points it felt. Um, Certainly when it got to halftime, the Western Bulldogs were in front and Melbourne really did play some pretty incredible football uh, to get a roll on and to win that game. Uh, There's been lots of coverage in the day since then about exactly what it meant to Melbourne fans to break that 57 years long premiership drought. Always bittersweet when a grand final wraps up, but luckily we've got another one just around the corner, this time the NRL. It's going to be the Rabbitohs up against the Panthers next Sunday in Brizzy. Before that, though, Claire, we have NRL's Night of Nights to look forward to. Yeah, the Dally M Awards are on tonight. That is their best and fairest award. Uh, They've really streamlined that process this year, so it's straight into the final count. So top of the list for the bookies is uh, Manly's fullback, Tom Travojevic. He's someone that's been talked about a lot this year in rugby league circles as having a cracking season. He is the short-priced favourite to win that with the bookies tonight. 
yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Always good to have a bit of glitz and glam on a Monday. Nirvana's album Nevermind turned 30 last Friday. I reckon it may have gotten a few spins over the weekend. (laughs) One fan, though, Claire, took it to the next level. Yeah, uh, there's an Adelaide Hills cyclist called Peter Stokes. Uh, What he did was that iconic cover, uh, you know, the baby underwater um, on that Nevermind album. Uh, He traced the face of the baby while riding his bike. He tracked it with uh, (laughs) one of those apps that really maps out your journey. And when he got back to base, he'd done it and he thought that that was a very fitting tribute to a very iconic album. Yeah, I love it. Not only did it take him eight hours, but he listened to the Nevermind album the entire time. Eight hours of Nevermind. I absolutely love it. Claire, just quickly before we wrap up, we mentioned last week that we're hiring. We're looking for someone to come on board as our head of sales. Yep. What the role is, is covering all aspects of our advertising sales across podcasts and newsletter. And we're really looking for someone who can get into that space for us, who can get out there amongst clients and deliver some good results for squizzes with some offers and some advertisers who are really relevant to them. So if you know someone or if you are someone, get in touch with us. Yeah, shoot us a note at hello at thesquiz.com.au and we'll share all the details about the role and the next steps. That's a wrap for today. If you're enjoying the Squiz Today podcast, we'd love if you could tell your people about us. It's the number one way that we grow and we're so grateful for every recommendation. Have a good one and we'll catch you again tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.